Hello, and welcome back to My Arundel Biz Podcast. I'm Grayson Orfe. And I'm Allison Akers. We're your hosts from Anne Arundel Economic Development. Today, we are sitting down with John Macbeth of Next Century Corporation. Next Century is an important employer here in Anne Arundel County in the Fort Meade area. Um, so John, introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of background. Well, first of all, thanks for coming to visit us. We Thank appreciate you. it. Uh, my name is John Macbeth. I'm one of four founders of this company, Next Century. And uh, my background is, my, I was a software engineer early in my career, born and raised in this area. And I've been involved in companies, I've been involved in the creation of other companies besides this one. I've been through IPOs, and, uh, and I'm really proud to be part of this one now. So you've always been around the Fort Meade area in Anne Arundel County itself? Or? Uh, grew up north of Baltimore, okay. and, uh, and then moved into Howard County in the mid-80s. So. Well, we won't. <laughs> so today we're actually filming on the eve of 9-11, which is very fitting because as I understand it, um, Next Century Corporation was founded in response to the events of 9-11. Um, so can you talk a little bit about why you were founded and why that's important to you? Sure. So a little bit of what was going on at the time, I was actually part of a venture-backed startup, uh, which was founded on September 4th, 2001. And my role in the startup was to buy companies. And my first opportunity to do so was on 9-11 in San Diego, where I was attending a conference. And so my assistant, Candy Krug, came to me during that week and recommend, she had a piece of paper with four flights on it. And she said, I recommend you take the first one on the, on the sheet of paper, American Flight 77. And I'm only sitting here today because I lived in Howard County and I didn't want to drive to Dulles to catch an 8 o'clock flight. Wow. And so I said to Candy, nah, can you take me out of BWI instead? Yeah. And she said to me, well, there are no direct flights on the morning of September 11th. You'll have to go the night before. And so I actually flew out on the night of September 10th woke up on the morning of September 11th, turned on the news and saw and one saw of the everything. towers burning. That's incredible. Wow. So the conference was a bust. It was canceled by mm -hmm. noon of that day. And of course, the airspace across the United States was closed. Sure. And uh, I eventually, on Thursday morning, got a rental car and proceeded to drive across this great country. Yeah. And it was during the drive that I just kept thinking, how could we let this happen to us? And how is it that we didn't know this was coming? Mm -hmm. And so I came back and sat down with my partners uh, of the startup and said, I'm sorry, guys, I have to go do something else. I need to help make sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen again in the future. And, uh, and so I got together with three gentlemen that I've known for many years, uh, people of very high integrity, very patriotic, and we created this company. Mm. That is a very powerful story. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what are some of the like the innovative pro projects that you guys got going on here? Like, what are what are the things that are okay. cutting edge? Yep. Give us give us the scoop. Oh, we got <laughs> we got so many fun things going on here. First of all, we're about 160 people. Okay. Uh, our headquarters is right here in Arundel County, but we do have a second office in uh, Falls Church, Virginia, where mm -hmm. we support our our govern our Virginia-based customers. Okay. Um, so some of the really fun things that we can talk about, we do some, uh, our second largest customer is actually the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, we're involved in some really, really cool things. I'll give two examples. I could talk about this all day, by the way. Hey. And I love talking about hey, it. We, we're love, here. we love we're a here. passionate yeah. leader. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, the first one is a program called Metaphor, which uh, is short for Media Forensics. And as you may know, one of the problems that we as a nation are dealing with these days is that people are taking images and videos and they are modifying them. Right. Like, for example, there's a great picture of the, uh, the head of North Korea watching a launch of one of his missiles out at sea. Mm. It's a fake image. Wow. Right. And uh, so there's a great deal. One of the great things about DARPA programs is that there are a number of performers involved. So universities across the United States and even internationally that develop these uh, machine learning AI algorithms to mm -hmm. help detect if an image or a video has been modified. And uh, it's working really well and helping a great deal. So that's one. That's cool. Yeah. Another one, here's another one for you. It's called Machine Common Sense. And so this is also in the area of machine learning and artificial intelligence. One of the challenges in that field is that we're getting really good at identifying objects. We're getting really good at facial recognition. Mm -hmm. We're getting really good at identifying vehicles, for example. Mm -hmm. But we're not good at the context that they're in. So for example, and, and by the way, they're not 100% accurate. Mm -hmm. We're up in the 98, 99% accuracy. Okay, but say for example, that you, you have a cow or a camel. Mm -hmm. And they look kind of alike sometimes, depending on the angle. But if you can look at the scene that they're in, the mm -hmm. camel is in sand and the cow is in a grassy field, you can use that background to help you say, yeah, that's not a camel. A camel wouldn't be in a field, sure. it would be in sand, or a cow wouldn't right. be in the desert. Uh, so, uh, so that's one of the challenges of machine learning in general. Another one is, so the, the, the goal of the machine common sense program is to develop the cognitive abilities in machine learning of an 18-month-old child. Oh. Wow. So if you think about that, uh, it's giving context to what's going on. If, an, if we can identify an object, but if an object disappears from the room we're in and goes into another room, the machine learning algorithm is done. It doesn't see the object anymore. But an 18-month-old child knows that that person went into that room and they're going to come back out. See that? Hmm. See what I mean by mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Another example is... My mom had that sense. <laughs> Whenever I'd like do something wrong, she'd know. She'd <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Another more fun example is think of uh, two puppets in a scene and a box. And one puppet is trying to open the box and the other puppet is trying to prevent the first puppet from opening the box. Okay. A child understands that. And a child can begin to relate to the good puppet who's trying mm -hmm. to open the box and even help, if they could, right. him to open the box. That's the kind of thing we're looking for out of the machine common sense. And then if we can get to an 18 months old cognitive ability, then we'll go further. Hmm. You so know? you're helping to that build awesome. all of that. We're helping then... to build the algorithms and do the integration around that program. That's cool. Yeah. I actually just took a class in um, awesome. data automation and AI and Did you really? machine learning. Wow, yeah. that's great. <laughs> As it applies to marketing. But yeah, wow. it's an interesting yes. field. Yeah. Very, still pretty new, right? Very, very new. But making, in, in the last 10 years, we've come a very long mm -hmm. way in the field. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. 
Well, so I understand that Next Century just recently won um, Washington Post Top Workplace, and you're actually one of Glassdoor's top CEOs. So those are two really incredible honors, and I think you should be Thank really you. proud of that. Yeah. And Next Century is clearly a good company to work for. So you've built a really good culture. Can you talk about that culture, why employees really do value that? Yeah. So. There's a couple of secrets to this, uh, or maybe they're not secrets. One is uh, your values, your corporate values. And uh, if you were to look in all of our conference rooms, you will see our guiding principles are on every wall in all of our conference rooms. Uh, and so, first of all, you have to be an organization of integrity. Mm -hmm. And you have to walk the talk. And all of the leaders here walk the talk. And so there's never, employees are never surprised by actions. They know what we're going to do, and it's the right thing. The other part of it is what we refer to as great and worthy purpose. I mean, we believe that all organizations must have a great and worthy purpose. And the reason for that is it creates a place where people can accomplish great things. And so our great and worthy purpose is to protect the country. And we think it's great and worthy. And so. uh, when our employees are involved in projects, which they're involved in every day, where they actually make a difference and save a life, that's really gratifying work. That really so, is. So those are the two things, integrity and the great and worthy purpose. That's now, cool. along that line, what, um, for like entrepreneurs that are kind of coming along right now, what type of culture would you say that they should aim to have? Yeah. Because it sounds like yours is very successful and it's very... Um, important and mm -hmm. it's very detailed what advice would you give them in setting up their own cultures yeah so uh, many years ago a mentor of mine a business mentor of mine said you know we have come to the pop psychology view in this country that if you make people feel good they will perform better mm -hmm. and there is no empirical evidence whatsoever that that's true instead what you need to do is you need to make it necessary for people to accomplish great things mm. And therefore, that's where the whole great and worthy purpose comes mm -hmm. from. Uh, and so I would say to entrepreneurs starting a business, find something that you're really, really passionate about. Yeah. And just live that passion. And of course, be a person of integrity. You know, never, ever compromise your values. You know, I've, seen, I've seen business leaders say, well, you know, that company's doing it, so it must be okay. Mm -hmm. Or if I don't do it that way, then I'm going to suffer. Don't ever compromise your values. Stick to your values. And be transparent. You know, mm -hmm. be open. We, yes. are, we are what's called uh, an open book management company, which means we freely share the financials and the business development and all the things that are going on so that all the employees know where we're headed awesome. and what we're about. So That's fantastic awesome. advice. Yeah, absolutely. So, John, you're an active board member of Fort Meade Alliance. So for those that don't know, um, Fort Meade Alliance is a great esteemed partner that Economic Development works with, as well as all of um, a lot of the businesses supporting the fort. So Fort Meade Alliance supports the mission and the people of Fort Meade through business connections, through workforce initiatives, transportation, um, workforce initiatives, I said, transportation solutions. Um, but so where do you see the future of Fort Meade? And can you talk a little bit about your involvement with Fort Meade Alliance? Yeah, so I, I actually, maybe two years ago, started looking around, because there are tons of industry groups. There are. Right, uh, to choose from. And I thought, I really want to pick one uh, 
that is really giving back to the community that it's in. And, uh, and I studied several of them, and I, I took a look at Fort Meade Alliance and then started meeting with some of the members of the Board of Directors of Fort Meade Alliance. And it became very clear to me that this community around here really does surround and is very engaged in mm -hmm. Fort Meade. Mm -hmm. And they need our help. You know, there's a lot of young military people uh, that could use our support. Absolutely. And so, um, so I reached out to them and said, I'd like to help. How can I help? And, uh, and they fortunately asked me to be on the board. And so we're involved in a number of different initiatives there, uh, which are very exciting. I don't do the resiliency center. Yep. You're familiar with that. Yep. Okay. Which is a great resource to military families, yep. uh, renovating that building and, and putting those services for military families into the building. Next century is, uh, developing the kiosk software for oh, okay. the Fort Meade Alliance. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Actually it'll be, I think it'll be debuted this week at the Fort Meade Alliance, uh, board. Uh, meeting, Very but cool. uh, you know we just we we took a couple of uh, summer interns and a couple of our senior guys and developed all the software for it. So this is a system where a military family can go into the resiliency center and go up to a kiosk and just search for different kinds of services, financial services, uh, mental health services. That'd be a great asset. And, yeah. it's, and in fact, they're beginning to talk about actually taking it beyond Fort Meade. And taking it to other military oh, bases, okay. we'll wow. see if it we'll see if it does that. But yeah, Tim O'Farrell over there is fantastic. He to is. Work He's with. great. Great um, to work with. Jerry Walker, who is our CEO, mm -hmm. he works closely with Fort Meade Alliance, and I know you have a great relationship with Sarah Horda. Yes. In our office, mm -hmm. so she's the business cyber business development associate. So she's worked with John and Fort Meade Alliance very yep. closely. Yep. So um, why is the growth in and around? Fort Meade so important to Anne Arundel and the companies that are supporting around here. Yeah, so I, I, I hope people understand what a jewel this area is. I mean, we have the National Security Agency here, we have the new U.S. Cybercom here, we have DISA here, we have a number of other agencies right here in this local area. And um, it is got to be one of the leading technology areas in the country. I mean, if you think about what NSA does and what Cybercom is standing up to do, it is really, really leading edge technology. Mm -hmm. And so the opportunities here are enormous and the growth potential is enormous. You know, one of the things we say in business is you have a choice. You're either growing or you're shrinking, right? There's no in between. Yep. And so this Fort Meade area provides tremendous growth for Anne Arundel County. And what does that mean? It means opportunities for people. It means um, economic health. It does. Uh, and all those kind of things. It's, it's really, it's a jewel for the nation. We know that. We're just trying to get the yep. message yes. out. To make sure that everybody <laughs> else knows how important Fort Meade is to the entire country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Now, what's next for next century? Like, what do you guys have on the horizon? Well, one of the great things about being in the technology field is that uh, the only constant is change. And there's always some new technology coming out, and there's oh, yeah. always some new challenge. So one of the things that we think about a lot is we are sensing more and more. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we have, in the world, we have more different kinds of sensors. We have more video cameras. We have more cell phones. We have... Uh, Twitter, we have Facebook, we have mm -hmm. all those things. So the information that is available now is just mind-boggling. Yeah. 
And so the technology advances are how do you find, so go back to the next century's mission. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're in the business of protecting the country, right. which means we want to be able to detect an upcoming event before it happens. Mm -hmm. And we want to get the information to the people who can actually prevent it from happening in real time, wherever they are. Okay, there's a lot of technical challenge associated with it. Yeah. How do it. you, what sensors are out there? Uh, how do you access them? How do you process the data? What kind of predictive analytics can you do on them? And then you want to you want to give the end user the answer. Mm -hmm. Do this. Do it now. And here's why. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so so just lots of technology. Oh, that's awesome. Always looking forward. Always looking forward. That's right. Awesome. So as we mentioned in one of our past podcasts, I think we've seen a trend emerge in all of the business leaders that, that we're sitting down with, and that is partnerships, community, and giving back. And I think you are no stranger to that. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about how you invest your time giving back to the community? Yeah, um, so it's our opinion that uh, it, we do have an obligation as a business in a community to give back to the community. And I think that you would find that all responsible organizations do, and particularly in this area around Fort Meade, they're very engaged in giving back. And so we as a company give back mm -hmm. uh, through the Fort Meade Alliance, you know, both financially and doing things like the kiosk. Uh, to the, the local community, we have a very active women in computing uh, initiative where oh, we bring great nine-year-old girls in and we oh, expose man. them to technology to try to get them excited about it uh, and a whole bunch of other things on a personal level i actually have um, one of the founders of an organization called dream builders which is based in howard county and what we do is we take teams of teenagers really around the world to build homes for those in need usually in disaster recovery areas and as you, mm -hmm. as we all know unfortunately there's no shortage of yes that sure. need these days but it's sure. there's a whole bunch of reasons for it one is to try to give the teens that sense of service yeah. that they carry forward with them helping obviously helping those in need but so why, those are the kind of things why is that important to you and why should others invest invest um, back well you know i one of the things that we have learned is that when we go and do this kind of thing, this is a pretty affluent area, it right? Is. And so our kids grow up in an environment that many people in the world don't experience. So we want them to see what it's like in other areas of the world. We want them to see what happens when a family loses everything they own. I mean, yeah. we've been, we're hearing about that this week in right. the, the Bahamas, Bahama. right? Uh, so that they understand what they have mm -hmm. and that they have that sense of giving back you know and they by the way I'm very very bullish on I call it this crop of kids yeah. that are coming out They're they really really want to make a difference and they yeah. really want to give back and we just provide the vehicle to allow them to do that yeah um, it's an important vehicle yeah. yeah and cultivate that energy in them to right. you know keep that going for a lifetime right you know, that's great that's great um now one last fun thing all right, so I'm like, let's let's role play for a second. Now I'm a graduating member of class 2020. You look okay. a little old. <laughs> it's been a rough life in high school. <laughs> but what advice would you give me um, 
for looking for a job because there are many great companies, but not a lot of great jobs. What advice would you give that person looking for that great job? Okay, so I was just talking about this yesterday with a senior class at oh, UMBC. Perfect. So okay. perfect. <laughs> now it happened to be a computer science class. Yeah. So uh -huh. can I focus on yes. computer sure, science? Sure, absolutely. Okay. So here's what I said to him. Um, I've been in this field for many years, decades. In my entire career, there's been a shortage of software engineers, except for one six-month period in the year 2000. Right after the internet bubble, software engineers were actually being laid off. Six months later, they had all been rehired, and in most of my career, there's been a severe shortage. Today, we're in severe shortage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for you, mm -hmm. young graduate? It means that you can pick whatever industry you want, yeah. and the software will be involved. So sit back and think about what you really want to do. And we, the phrase we use here at Next Century is destiny. What is your destiny? What is your destiny? I like that. Yeah, I like What that. is your yeah. destiny? In fact, secret, although now it's going to be public, <laughs> is that I interview every candidate here. Oh. I'm the oh, last interviewer, great. and I have basically one question, which is at some point I'll turn to you and say, so tell me what your destiny is. And you should know what your destiny is. You yeah. should think about that as a graduate. And like I said, it doesn't matter what industry. I mean, if you want to be in the healthcare and you want to cure cancer, Software is involved, right? Yeah. So think about it and choose what destiny you want. And then go find the companies that are in that industry. And go in with them with the passion to yeah. say, you know what? I want to make a difference. I want to cure cancer. And I bet you that you get a job offer. Because mm -hmm. employers are really looking for that passion and that yeah. focus. So Absolutely. that would be what I would say. Absolutely. And I think you awesome. have a couple of job openings, at least last time I've seen you were always hiring. <laughs> yes, so always. Mm -hmm. Any plug for future hires? Anybody looking say, for a job? I would say if your destiny is to be involved in protecting this great nation, then you should come see us. Absolutely. I, I would agree. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, John, thank you so much for sitting down with us. This was a really great conversation. I think yeah. it's an, an important conversation. Well, thank you. It's my Especially pleasure. Especially in September. Yes, sure. right. Right. Sure. If you look on the wall over there, you'll see the uh, you'll see the brochure. I from actually the, did take did you, a picture. Did yeah. you see the date? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 Well, absolutely. Yeah. So you can find this episode of My Arundel Biz podcast and more on all of our social media. That's on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, as well as on our YouTube channel where we host everything. Um, we also have it as an audio file on all of the places that you can find podcasts. So tune in, check out your local business leaders, like fantastic leaders like John Macbeth here in Next Century, as well as others around Anne Arundel. Um, these are your employers that are hiring your local community. So we look forward to sitting down with others. Um, check us out on myarundelbiz.org. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right.